again. Oh, I need to switch myself on. I'm going to need a volunteer for someone who could be my son. So I'm 58. So anyone under the age of 34, the age of my oldest son, would, would, would fit. And it, it, it'll, it'll be good. Okay, okay so that's fine. You can stay down around there. That's fine. That's absolutely okay. You could, could just find yourself a seat. And when I call upon you, when I need you, I shall call upon you. And we shall do what we need to do. The title of this first part of this message, we've been splitting the messages into two parts each time, is God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the reason why those verses in Titus were selected is because they illustrate the work of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In our salvation. Did you pick it up? When the kindness of love of God our Savior appeared. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we'd done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing and rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. So that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. And I think Jesus illustrates that too. When he told us the um, three aspects of lostness, he told us the three stories about being lost. And one of them was the lost sheep. And in this room there is a lost sheep. There are a hundred who are found, but there is a lost sheep. And the story tells us that the shepherd left the one's that were safe and secure and found might seem to seem a dangerous thing to do, but went after that one. Now, if, if, you talk a, if you talk to any shepherd, they will tell you about that one. They've always got one. You know the feeling? In your youth group, in your family, in your old people's group, there's always one, isn't there? Yes? Well, a shepherd has always got one. It's always the pain in the butt. Always the awkward one. Always the one getting into difficulties. What he's saying is, he left all the good ones who behaved themselves and went after that one. That's what he did. He didn't not bother. He didn't say, oh, serve it right for goodness sake. And here's our lost sheep. Can you see it? He's tangled up in all the wires, all the sound wires down here. Goodness me, what a mess. What a tangle. Isn't it? Don't you agree? Would you like to help me get him out? Thank you. 
oh dear me, you've pulled off an ear. Well, that, that, that's not, not such a very good way to do it. Um, um, Jesus didn't, it says nothing about yanking off his ear. He was actually very kind to the sheep. It, it says, actually, he picked it up and he put it on his shoulder. He didn't yank off his ear. But anyway, never mind. Um, Jesus found the lost sheep. And remember which one it was. And what does that tell us about the heart of Jesus? What's the second story? <laughs> I, I can't really do this one, can I? Can I? Why not? I am, absolutely. So I need a woman. I should have primed you for that, but any, any, any woman available? Yes, I need a woman. I, I mean, I mean, th- thank you, Claire. I mean, <laughs> please take that the right way. I need a volunteer to come. Uh, would you like to come, Claire? Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, and you'll need a light. And, and I, can, I can actually give you a light. Yes, it's, it's, it's always on. Um, my phone fell in the bath when I was bathing my foster daughter Lexi and we got it out straight away and we did all the things about putting it in rice and everything but ever since then my the flashlight stays on so there's your light and this story sorry it is isn't it absolutely and 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 that's what this story is about it's about a woman who takes her light and looks for the lost coin yeah get on with it you're cold you're cold you're very cold you're even more cold you're a bit warmer a bit warmer a bit warmer yeah no no go that way go that way i don't know if any of you parents look down look down i don't know if 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 um, any of you Parents know what it's like when your kids have lost a tooth and um, they've put it under their pillow expectant. Look down, look down, look down. Come on, get on, look for it. You're looking intently for it, Claire. No, look down, even further down than that. You're looking too... Yes, that's right. I got you where I want you to be. You're on your knees, looking, groveling around in the dust. No, it's the wrong place. You need to turn yourself around 180 degrees, fully repent and carry on. And let me tell my story. My story was about when parents... Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well done. Yes. And the illustration is actually about the work of the Holy Spirit who illuminates in our lives who we are and what our need is so that God can meet that need. Thank you, Claire, so much. You are a very good sport. And the story I was going to just say was that any mums and dads here who've, whose kids have put tooth under the pillow and wait expectantly and come in in the morning and say, Dad, it wasn't there. And I say, really? Really? Are you sure you've looked properly? Let me go and have a look. Stick it there. And it is there. Anyone? No? 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 Yes? Yes? Okay. Right. Good. Well, it was there, Claire, wasn't it? And she found it. So, excellent. I I was going to let you keep it, actually. There you are. It's there for you, Claire. And um, the... Last one, 
of the stories is the story of the waiting father, isn't it? Now, I'll take you back to when I spent um, five years working, doing agricultural development, working in Kohistan. This was an honor-shame culture. Like the honor-shame culture of Jesus' day. We need to hear, feel this story from that context. Because when the son asked the father for his share of the inheritance, he was saying, I wish you were dead. That's a shameful thing. It pained his father undoubtedly, and he gave it. How much more pain and shame filled that father's heart when news came back to that village about what the son was doing with his share of the inheritance? Throwing it away and wild living and news filtering back and all the people getting to hear and the gossip mongering all happening about this son, this wayward son. And all the shame that was bringing on the father, the father who waited and waited and waited until one day on waiting he saw him coming. And seeing him coming, the father ran and put his arms around him. Why? Just to give him a hug? Just to say, welcome home? No. Do you know why? No. He did. (laughs) But that wasn't the reason. It was to stop his kid being lynched. The honor-shame culture of the time would say, if that son of yours comes back, we'll stone him. We'll kill him for what he's done for you. When that father ran, no man, no elderly man, no white-bearded man like me would ever be seen running in that culture. That was ignominious. That was humility. He ran. And put his arms around him to protect him. And then what did the boy do? He knelt down. (laughs) What did he say? Take me back as what? No. As one of your hired servants, it's all right, I'm putting you on the spot. It's unfair, isn't it? Take me back as one of your hired servants. That was the sort of deal he'd thought up when he was sitting back home um, feeding pigs or what home he'd made for himself in the pigsty. And, and, And the father didn't respond to what the son said, take me back as your hired servant with any words. But he called the servants and he said, Go get the robe and put it on him. The robe in, 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 in that culture is sort of made from the sheep of each family and it is 
A shawl like this is, is made from the wool of the sheep of the family and given to a son at about 12 and 13. There's a sort of a badge of honor. as a sort of a sign of being part of the family, a sort of bar mitzvah. And so when he put the robe on him, it had deep significance. And I reckon we ought to sort of do that as well, don't, don't you reckon? Just because that, that sort of fits a bit better. And then he said something else. He, he, he told the servants, go, go get the sandals. This is the real deal, this is. Bought in Ralpindi Bazaar. Have you got your shoes on? You, you have. Well, and, and, and anyway, um, just imagine you're putting those on. And then finally he said to him, and let's put the ring on your finger, which was the authority and the position in the family restored. No slave ever wore sandals. They were always barefooted. So to say, to call the servants to bring the robe and put the sandals on his feet and the ring on his finger was saying so much. And it says so much to you and to me. We come from our brokenness. We come from our lostness. We come from a place and a position where we deserve nothing. In fact, we deserve death. But the compassion in the Father's heart comes and with his arms protects us. And then restores us and gives us a place in the family that once we knew and now is restored and that is the place where we should be living. Thank you. You might stew if you wear that, but you can take it back with you and take it back there if you like. And if you want to take your shoes off and put your sandals on, you can do that too. As long as I get the bits and pieces back, including my wedding ring, I better take that now, actually, I think, and, and pop that in there. There's a story between that I'm wearing my father's at the moment, but there we are. And uh, so it's appropriate that we bring something from the back, and somebody's been asked to do that, haven't they? It's going to come up now. And... Uh, it's just going to take its place with what we've been doing with the cross at the beginning. When we think of the work of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in our salvation, we thank God. And the scriptures talk about casting our crowns before him. And yes, if you can, if you can reach it up, I don't think you can. So let's do that. This crown was made with all the white pieces of paper and all the yellow pieces of paper from yesterday. All your prayers, whatever they were, inside and out, a piece from every single one of them is in that crown. And we're going to put it there on that cross. And we're going to say together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. May you fill us more and more with your love. May you ground us in your love. We crown you Lord and King over our lives and over our church. And we pray that you will be, we will be ever more deeply rooted in who you are 
And so from that secure place where all our deficiency is met, we have all the resources of God to reach out and do all that he's calling us to do. Amen.